everyone and welcome to a little bonus episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. We are spoiling you this week with two episodes in two days. That's, yeah, I don't think we've ever done that before, have we? Um, we are fresh off of just having watched the PlayStation State of Play, so we're going to be breaking down the biggest reveals and trailers and PSVR 2 also launched this week. So we will, of course, be sharing our thoughts on the new VR system and discussing the games that we've been playing and the ones that we're most excited to get our hands on. In case you are new here, I am Jess and joining me is my husband, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello. And that's not all. We're thrilled to have a special guest, Alex, from the Cross Players and newly launched Cross Button VR podcast. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. Always. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Cross Players for anyone who has not come across your stuff before. So Cross Players is just a... A group of people who like games and like not taking anything too seriously. Um, we've got a few different podcasts out there, so you can search for us in your podcast or the cross players, and you'll find we've got. A, well, I was going to say we've got a PlayStation podcast. We've got two PlayStation podcasts, as you mentioned. We've got Cross Button VR, brand new this week, and Cross Button, which was the original PlayStation podcast. We have Crosscast, which is the main Crosscast, just a bit like your your podcast, just covers. All platforms, and then I've got an Xbox podcast myself as well, which X players, so get quite a few on the go. Kept busy, keeps us busy, yeah. <laughs> okay, and so yeah, you mentioned obviously the new VR podcast. Tell us a bit about your VR experience to date. Um, given that we've got you on, we are aware that you have PSVR too. But is this your first VR headset? It is. So that yeah. that's kind of the angle we're coming at from Cross Button VR. It's all very much we are. The three of us are new to VR. The only my only previous experience in VR was the ten minute demo of PSVR one, and then I cancelled my pre order. That was how impressed I was. Um, yeah, so. I, I heard that when I was listening to the first episode of your podcast. What was the game you played that that was so awful that made you cancel it? It wasn't that it was awful, but it was the Batman one. It was it Arkham VR? Right. Okay. Um, and I think I think in my head I'd built up VR to be this thing and it was going to be amazing and it was going to be like... I think in my head VR 1 was going to be what VR 2 has been. Like, right. I just expected too much from it, I think. And I'm like, nah, there's no... It, it just wasn't... It wasn't there. The technology wasn't there. Like, the image quality and everything just wasn't there. It just... It's very hazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but to be fair, Batman VR as well was quite restrictive. Like there was no free moving or anything like that. It was just jumping between like sort of stations. Yeah, all I remember is being in it, looking, turning around, looking at piano. Mm, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like that—that's the one thing I remember. I'm like, and then they were like, "That's your, that's your turn over." And I'm like, "Cause I'm like, what? Do I not get to try anything else?" Like, no, that's it. Go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was good. Thanks very much. Sit um, down to play a Batman game. And you get to look at a piano. Aye. <laughs> okay, so yeah, now we have PSVR 2, it is here. Um, so yeah, let's just, I guess, talk talk about it in our initial thoughts, having just got it this week. So let's start with the hardware itself, I'm going to say. Um, I'll not go through all the specs of the, the device, um, but yeah, it's 4K resolution, OLED HDR panel, um, and it's, I guess it's certainly looking to compete with some of the best VR headsets that are currently on the market. So what are your initial impressions of the device itself and, I guess, its capabilities? I, th- I think it's really good. 
yeah, like Alex was saying, like VR before was sort of experimental almost. It wasn't, it wasn't quite there yet. I still, I love PSVR one still, but there's no doubting that it was. The graphics were quite hazy. Those move sticks were an abomination. <laughs> uh, I mean, the fact that everyone had to go up to their loft and dig those things <laughs> out of storage or pay an absorbent amount of money because they'd suddenly became in vogue is just like it was mad. It was so haphazardly flung together. Like, anyone else would have made new controllers, but Sony were like, finally, we've got a use for this thing we made six years ago. Like, it, it was mad. But, yeah, no, this this feels like it's actually there now, right now, I would say. What about you, Alex? I, I'd agree. It's kind of, as I was saying, it feels like this is what they wanted the PSVR one to be. It, it's mm. like, oh, it's always the first one's a prototype, the second one's what you want, isn't it? That's kind of... I feel like where we've got to, and I think it just feels premium. You take it out. I was surprised at it being so light. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it needs to be light. Imagine having something heavy in your head for that long. It's just not going to work. But yeah, Craig uh, did have some adjustment issues because he was like, "It's hurting my nose." <laughs> still, like, yeah, it still does. <laughs> like, I, I don't think the com- I mean, we'll come on to it, but I don't think the comfort levels anywhere near like the Oculus. Mm. But anyway, sorry, yeah. Um, I think it's uh, from that perspective. I think it, it definitely has like a it, it has a perfect position, and I think it does feel a little bit fiddly getting it into that and keeping it into that. I think it would just take a bit of time to properly get used to adjusting it and getting it on right every time you put it on. Um, and then the move controllers feel great, but I just I've never used anything like that before because I've never used the Oculus in it, so it. it I can't get used to having like a controller in my hand like split like that. I know mm. Joy Cons, but Joy Cons are tiny wee shite things. Yeah. Um and it I kept like when I was first playing it, I kept accidentally hitting the thumb sticks. Right. It just wasn't quite feeling where they were supposed to be and it just felt like am I holding this right? But like, it's the only way you can hold it, so clearly I am. But yeah, we better get used to and the one probably out of all the hardware, my most disappointing thing is the dock for the controllers, which must be a shame for Donny. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's definitely the worst part of it. Like, whereas you always get with PlayStation and hardware, it it just everything fits perfectly, and they're really fiddly. Like, it, they don't you you really need to try multiple times to get them in the dock correctly to charge and don't sit nicely like any other charging docks that they've had in the past right. it just feels far too fiddly to just get it into the right position and all you know when it's charging is a little, I don't know if you noticed the little white lights that's actually on the um, no on the, there's little white lights around the side of them but because it's white and they're white really bad choice um, and they don't, it's not like they go orange like when you plug it in like the dual senses do, it's just that little white light again to tell you that it is charging so you're a bit like, I don't even know if that's on right so that's a wee bit of a slight yeah. I, well, I, I mean I hadn't, even, I hadn't even noticed that I didn't even know there was a light at all, yeah you're right it would have been better being that sort of Playstation blue wouldn't it? Aye, something different so you could actually see it. Whereas you're like, if you have it sitting too low, you're like creaking down on your head underneath it to try and see if it's actually lit up and charging. And they do need charge quite regularly. That's the one thing you probably see. They don't seem to last that yeah. long. Um, yeah, the battery, the battery life on them is definitely low. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even bother uh, getting the charge station, um, unlike Gaudi, who figured that he absolutely needed one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, they thought that was the only thing that you needed. So. <laughs> if the two of them had just came together and put their heads together, they'd be maybe one solid person. Uh, <laughs> multiple males yesterday, but um, yeah, no, I, I just I don't know. Like, I have my setups in my living room because we unfortunately had two kids and don't have a games room anymore, and so <laughs> I like I know that I'm not going to keep the VR out. Like, I'll look for a drawer and I'll keep it away. So I didn't want the charging station because I didn't want the stuff sat out. But what I have noticed is, and I suppose people maybe find this out for the first time, is it's the same as PSVR 1 where the controllers will only charge when plugged into the PlayStation itself. So, like, I mean, everyone has probably about 50 USB-C chargers in their house at this point for their phone, their everything. And you cannot charge it off off the wall. If you plug it in, it will not charge. Really? It just sit. Uh, it just sits there. Doesn't do anything. Seems it was the same bad. with it was the same with the move controllers. If you plug them into the wall, if you plug them into a PC, plug them into anything, they do not charge. They just sit there. It's something I don't know if it's something to do with the firmware or something. But um, so the the issue I have because I didn't buy the charge station, I can only charge one of the controllers at a time because. You can also only charge using a USB-C to USB-C controller, uh, sorry, cable. So at first, I tried to charge one using the cable that came with it, and then with the other one, I tried to plug into the USB in the front of the PlayStation that's just next to it, and uh, I left it for half an hour. One controller was fully charged, the other one was completely dead. So they both have to be plugged in through that. So if you don't have the charging station, you're going to have to charge the controllers one at a time. That's bizarre. Absolutely. It is. <laughs> it is. And the PlayStation obviously only has the one USB-C port. Um, I'm, I, I wonder actually if that might change. See how they're talking about bringing out a revised version later in the year. It might even be that you find that's got two USB-C mm. charge ports in the front because they'll maybe realise now they need it. Although yeah. at the moment they're sort of forcing people to spend an extra 40 quid on a charge port, so maybe they won't, on a charge station, so maybe they won't. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, Sony. They they like to they like to extract your pennies. They do. They like a bit of coin. They do. But yeah, no, it's just a, a little bit on the the sort of comfort thing. Like, I mean, I I was moving the the headset, and now I was bridging the uh, screens uh, that you fit your nose into and stuff like that. But like, it's the exact same setup as the PSVR one. Even the bits are in the same place. But what I found is, like, on the Quest, the sort of bit that goes over the bridge of your nose is foam. And so it rests on it quite well. Whereas in the PSVR, it's just that thin layer of sort of rubber. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that you you can't just move it up a little bit and then it will not rest on your nose. But there's a sweet spot for how close your eyes are to the screen to have the resolution as sharp as possible. And to do that it is sitting on the very, very top of your nose. Um, and I did find that like, playing it for like half an hour, an hour or something, when I took it off, I could almost feel like it's like my sinuses a little bit. Mm. It just seems like a, a slight strange choice. But other than that, I mean, it's, the headset's really light. It's really well designed. Have you been sporting some red forehead marks when you take it off, Alex? Not that I've noticed, but saying that generally when I've taken it off, I've gone straight to bed. So, so I can't say even there's been anybody to see me as I've taken it off to tell me if there's been any red marks. So, I, I, I'm not sure. I probably have because I have been twisting that wee dial in the back and having it quite tight. So, yeah, 
I'd say there probably has been. Um, but in terms of comfort from my perspective, I thought, from my first headset, I've not, I thought it was fine. Like, that, I haven't even noticed it being uncomfortable over my nose and I've been wearing my glasses. I was quite concerned that I'd have to wear my glasses for this and I, it makes a huge difference wearing them, like it definitely does. Um, mm. And I thought, oh, that could be a bit, I wasn't sure how it would be, but it's actually totally fine. I don't even notice I have my glasses on when it's in it and it makes it so much sharper. Like I, I changed to a different pair of glasses tonight because I'm like, right, I'm going to try these other ones. It's actually an older pair and it just like transformed it. I'm like, oh my God, that's even better. That's really so, good to know, actually. That's great. Was, I was quite worried that you'd get like, oh, that light bleed from having the glasses on, but because it does have the little slit in the, in the rubber to fit over like the legs of glasses... Um, that was quite a nice touch so it doesn't it was maybe minimal but hardly anything definitely not noticeable which is good mm-hmm. yeah that's ideal yeah so sticking with hardware like one of the big advantages of the Quest 2 is that it can be played obviously untethered without a cable attached to the PC or console um, and obviously as rave as the reviews have been for Sony's PSVR 2 like for me the one glaring downside is that you need to plug it into your PS5 and obviously I appreciate that's what gives it the power that it's got but I don't know how how have you found that cable like has it been in the way has it impacted your gameplay no not yet it was probably the first time earlier I did notice it coming over my shoulder and I think I must have been turning around and not realizing so that's that was the first time where I thought it is there but then I just kind of flipped out of the road and it was fine but um I've not found it that it's bothered me, to be honest. I think probably, again, because I don't know any better. <laughs> i mm. just be like, oh, it's got a cable, it's fine. So, but it seems okay so far. No doubt I'll trip over it at some point and, like, land in the TV, but <laughs> these things happen. <laughs> yeah, that is the fear, or your your actual console gets yanked. So, like, That's mafia. Yeah, because yeah, we, we store ours upright. Um, I know. And so, yeah. Uh, my, my fear is that I know I, that I basically pull the PlayStation over on its side. It would, it, don't we know on the stand would make it difficult to do so, but you can easily get carried away when you're in <laughs> VR, as I can attest to. Yeah. Um, I've only had one incident so far when I um, skilped my son in the head for a controller <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I was like, come and see this. And I was trying to show him it. And then he was like, no, no, like, he's like, put CBBs back on. And I'm like, and I'm like, I was like, I think I was, I was playing Tentacular. So I was like flailing the big, the, the tentacles and I flailed one right into his face. Like, oh, oh dear. You shouldn't get in the way. <laughs> That'll teach you mm-hmm. a learning moment. Um, no, I'm I'm genuinely glad that it's got the cable. Like I remember, obviously, when this first got announced, there was a lot of blowback about the fact that it had a cable, and it was there was even like I don't know, like gaming insiders and stuff like that were like, oh, I can't believe Sony are doing this. And I remember thinking at the time, like the people that were were saying this obviously didn't have much experience with VR because, I mean, like the Quest have just brought out an, a Quest Pro which is roughly as good as the PlayStation 5, it's £1,500. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I mean, is that what they wanted? Did they want this to come out and be £1,500? That's madness. Like, it's expensive enough. And it it has to run... The only way it makes sense is if it runs off the PlayStation 5. And you just... You can't have it connecting to that wirelessly without a slight bit of lag. And a slight bit of lag is all you need to spew all over the floor. Yeah. Like you don't even notice it, but if you turn and that even and the inside the headset turns even a split second off, like it's 
it feels like you've just had your heart ripped out. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely glad that it's got just the one. I mean, the one cable to me is not an issue. Like PlayStation VR one, I put up with that, and that came with a separate blooming uh, <laughs> junction <laughs> box and everything. Didn't it? Oh my god, it was unbelievable. I remember opening the thing up; all the cables were numbered. They actually had like little Look plastic tags, numbers yeah, on them actually. and a big diagram showing you how to put the thing together. It was unbelievable. I mean, at the time I didn't care because I was so impressed with it, but mm-hmm. I mean, looking back, honestly, you'd need a degree to get the thing together. It was, oh man, unbelievable. And then you yeah. couldn't even, ha- you couldn't even, the first generation of it, you couldn't even have it plugged in all the time because it couldn't pass through 4K. No. It could only do 1080, so you had to unplug it and plug straight directly from the PS4 Pro to the TV if you wanted 4K. Murder. Absolutely brutal. It's one of but those yeah. where, it, once you've gotten all that effort, you can't actually be bothered doing it anymore. And yeah. There's multiple times I spent half an hour setting the thing up, and then I was like, nah, I'm alright. <laughs> I'm done. I'm fucking knackered now. Okay, so in terms of the kind of games and launch lineup. Um, I suppose it's kind of important to know, like PSVR two only plays PSVR two games. Um, it's not compatible with previous PSVR titles, and you can't obviously just plug it into Windows PC and use it Yet. like Steam VR and Oculus games. Um, Yet some deal hack that. Yeah, okay, um, but yeah, I suppose that's put kind of pressure on Sony to deliver a lineup of original games that justify the five hundred and twenty nine price tag that it's currently got. Plus the additional things that you also need if you've not got them. Um, do you think that they've delivered that at launch? They have for me, but I think again, it's all new to me. Mm. Like mm. I've I've played none of these games, so I'm sitting there with like I think I have twenty three games <laughs> still to play. Um, <laughs> when I'm going to play them all, I don't know. What it was I, I totally felt like Christmas the last couple of days because I was waiting <laughs> the VR coming, the steering wheel arrived, the camera, the gear stick, like. I mean, if if I'm going to do these things, do it right. Definitely. Uh, so, it, for me, the launch lineup's excellent. There's a good variety of games. There's loads of games I've wanted to play for a long time. Um, you've got like your Showstopper and Horizon um, and Gran Turismo. So it's there's a, and there's something for everybody. But I can see on the flip side, a lot of people saying well, there's not really anything that would make me have that over an Oculus or this or that. If you've already played a lot of the games, then there's other than Horizon and Gran Turismo, what really is there? Um, what is the the selling point? Hard, hard to say. But for me, no, definitely, it's. I mean, I'd like Astrobot. Of course, I would like mm, Astrobot. Yes. He really should be there. Why Astro's Rescue Missing hasn't been ported? I have no idea. That just seems like a glaring omission. Um, but we always want more, don't we? <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. I, th- I think it's interesting there what you said. Like, it's totally right. I think if you're coming into VR for the first time, then there's so much there. It's it's a really really impressive launch lineup. Um, if you are coming from PSVR and the Quest, then there's a lot less that's new. But at the same point the stuff that is there that you've played before has been enhanced. Mm. So you could almost see it as a new experience. Like, I don't know, like even like the likes of Tetris, like Tetris Effect and PSVR 1 was great, but I played a little bit of it today and it could just be, I don't know. 
it's, it's easy with Tetris to just be like over time when you haven't played it for a year to go it was just Tetris but then you put it back on you're like fucking hell but it has been enhanced even more and so I think even a lot of people that had the PSVR one they probably had it but haven't dug it out of a closet for two years mm-hmm. so it's still fun returning to a lot of these games um, and then like you say you do have Gran Turismo Horizon and the promise of a lot more new stuff coming hopefully yeah, I mean Tetris is magical. It really is. It's, what, what, what was your thoughts on that? We'll start with that then. Tetris. What did you uh, think? Uh, just like because you last... you loved the game in two D, didn't you? Ah, uh, like Tetris is like one of my favourite games. I think when we did our top tens last year, I think it was second or third, like the original Tetris. Um, so I, I love Tetris and then Tetris Effect. I know. So this completes the set. I think I own it in every platform it's available on. <laughs> um, but Oh, it's it really exceeded my expectations. You just go in and you're just stand. You just feel like you almost feel like you're just in the ma- standing in the middle of like a huge globe or something, or and like mm. in the middle of space. And this is just going on around you, and you're like, "Oh my word!" And it's just Tetris. It's ultimately Tetris, but it's it's a bit special. Like it's hard to describe. Yeah, it is one of those things that. <sighs> You're right, it's very hard to explain to someone they're better just actually playing it because yeah. at the end of the day you do just come back to it. I mean, it is just Tetris, but honestly, it's the way that everything happens. Like, I don't know, like when you clear four lines in a row and the beat just lands right on that bit and more stuff starts to kick in and the more, the better you do, the more starts going on in the background and yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really... It's like a euphoric experience. Like it's incredible what they've done with it. it is, I, I, I can't imagine any new version of Tetris topping it. Like they've they've no. completed Tetris. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's that way. Just that like blinking to go into the zone. Like that's just that's mad. Like just to think you're doing anything with your eyes. And I know like the, the eye tracking is there, but to actually like have a feature of a game that is just you blinking just feels mental. See, right, so I played it, I only had it on for maybe like 15 minutes or so today and I just, when I put it on I just skipped through everything because I was like, no, I remember how to play this, I remember I remember how to like hold one back and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then I totally forgot about the the zone and I was like, fuck, I can't remember what you're meant, what this does because it's been that long since I played it, it's been like three or four years mm-hmm. and what, so I, so what is it that, that it puts everything in slow motion but what is yeah, it that, it, that it, does again? So it freezes time and then you've got to like get as many, almost gather up as many lines as you can in that time Well, it's like, so I think it's what, 15 seconds or something if you've maxed it to the, you've maxed out your zone so you're trying to, I think the maximum line you can get is like 18 or something and you're basically trying to get as many lines to clear down as much of the, as much right. of the play area as you can in that time and, and that then, that's how you like kind of build your score because Obviously, for each level, you're trying to get a set number of lines, but if you do it while you're in the zone, you can get a lot more. Yeah. So. Aye. 
Uh, it just had been that long and I was looking at that bit of the side and I was like, fuck, I forget what that does. <laughs> totally forgot and I knew because I, I was like, I fit in my head I was doing quite well and then at the end I got a score of like a, I think it was a B and I was like, fuck off, a B. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I know it's because I wasn't doing that properly. I know. You, you be... think you're good at these games and then you see these people online you're like, how on earth is that even possible? Like, how? Because I wa- was watching some like the review trailers and stuff the new features and the new game modes in it and you're seeing some of the pro players playing I'm like no that's just impossible like my your finger people's fingers just can't move that fast like <laughs> no yeah I wouldn't even have the audacity to try and play someone online because I know I'm shit at it you know what I mean like I just I enjoy doing it and I'm over there in the corner playing with my wee blocks and having fun you know what I mean like a oh, toddler no, but have you I'm, not played I'm, this online no I haven't ever oh, you play together so that's why it's called connected. So it's like three right. people well, when together. I, to be fair, like, when I when I had it on PSVR, it was it was just Tetris Effect. They only made yeah. it connected when it came to Xbox. Oh yeah. So the connected is basically you have you're in a team of three against either the computer or against one, and you have your individual boards, and then it connects, and it's a giant Tetris board that you take a turn each at putting a piece down. Ah. So you should try. Yeah, you should play that. It's yeah, I've got for that. I have no. I've never, I, I just assumed it was versus. No, team games, Craig. Just let you love a bit of co-op. I do, I do enjoy a lot of co-op. The other person won't enjoy it when they're fucking dragging me through it, right enough. <laughs> this fucking prick doesn't even know how to go into the zone. Uh, so we've mentioned Tetris. What, what was the first game that you fired up, Alex? Uh, Horizon. Horizon. So I thought it had to be Horizon because um, I didn't, it, I, it, I couldn't find some spare time from work yesterday to. To sneak a wee shot in, so it was late last night before I actually managed to switch it on. So I had everything installed and ready to go, and I'm like, "Well, it needs to be Horizon to go into." And mm. oh my word, very like, impressive opening, ah, uh, like I think the hairs in my arms were standing up. Like <laughs> it was that impressive. I'm like standing there, and you're just like your head's gone, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can turn round and I can see what's behind me." You know, like cause you're watching all the the machines coming at you and coming through on that little boat, and you're like. Wow, like in that like thirty seconds, I'm like, this is everything I wanted it to be. Like mm. it just took you there straight away. Yeah, yeah, it, it did a really a good job of sort of showcasing stuff in the opening. Like when I was, I'm a massive Horizon fan anyway. Played through like both the games, so to see that sort of come to life. And I was thinking about, when I was playing it, thinking about Chris on our Discord, who is a massive Horizon fan, and it was his first VR experience as well. And I was like, God, what is he thinking going through this? <laughs> like, actually, like, it's, it's the closest thing you'll come to, like, being in the world. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, yeah, so cool. I'm looking forward to uh, loading up the sort of safari aspect of it. I wanna, I'm going to put my son in it because he loves dinosaurs yeah. and um I haven't had a chance to have a, a shot at that yet, but like, uh, he's going to go mad for that. Disclaimer, under 12 persons should not be. Oh, fuck off. I put up a picture of <laughs> that picture I put up of him when he was like four, when he was playing Beat Saber, and there was like multiple people in the comments being like, actually, I don't think that child's old enough. Like, fuck off. He's completed Cuphead. What have you done with your life? <laughs> <laughs> He'll show um, you how to get in the zone, Craig. Ah, you know, I'm not letting him in if I'm near it. See if he beats me at Tetris, I'll fucking... I'll be found found dead at the bottom of the garden. Uh, That's his ultimate plan. 
Um, so yeah, I've only had a, a short snippet because somebody else has been hogging it the whole time. So I have just played the little like intro of Horizon, and then had to have a lie down, and then came out going, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like I literally put my hand over my mouth, thinking I was gonna throw up. That's that's the level that it took me to, and I just you get that with a lot of VR games, though. I like do. you get nauseous quite easily in it. Yeah, um, but I I want to play more. That's yeah. the thing. It's just it's frustrating. That you just it's... need to build it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think you you will you'll get there. Like I think yeah. it just it does it can take a wee bit. It can be a bit overwhelming. And I think I said this maybe on Discord, but um, it's true. Like, if you start to feel yourself not feeling well, I recommend taking it off straight away. Because I've had multiple times where I have stayed in it too long and I've started to feel ill, but I'm having such a good time. I'm like, nah, I'll just keep going. And I find when you take the headset off, the feeling of nauseousness continues to grow even when you've taken it off. So if you keep it on until the point where you're like, right, I can't take any more, like it will continue to get worse mm-hmm. and you'll have to go and lie down. Whereas if when you first start to kind of feel, oh, I don't know about that, if you take it off then, you'll be all right. I know, but I was just having so much fun with I know. the bow and arrow. And I the like, bow and arrow's good. I was raging that I only get 10 of the 12 fucking uh, <laughs> targets in the first area. I think um, I only got eight on something. I think I was too busy just like looking at it. Look, looking around me without actually looking for the things I needed to find. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is amazing what you can miss. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, some of the reviews I've seen, like, have spoke about how there's a lot of climbing yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, like, you know, I get motion sickness as it is. So I just, I don't know how I'm going to persevere through that um, if there is a lot of climbing. <laughs> But then, I don't know, I suppose even in the open scenes you look around the world and you can see the heights of of the places to go, I guess. So Yeah. Hmm. I think it will be. There definitely is. I mean, it's Call of the Mountain. There's yeah. going to be, there is going to be a lot of climbing. Like, I think that's, there's a, I can't remember the name of it. It might even just be called Climb. Or the, The Climb. That's there's, a Miley Cyrus song. <laughs> that's fascinating. It's always um, going to be another mountain. <laughs> I don't even think I've heard that. Um, but yeah, there's uh, so there's two of them, and they are like two of the highest rated VR games on Steam. This but the second one especially has got like mad reviews, and all you do is climb a mountain. But it's seemingly really fucking impressive. I've not played it, um, but uh, I I think I don't know. I mean, the combat seems really cool as well but yeah. I think it would it would probably have the same sort of knocks if it was too heavy on combat as well they'd just be oh it's just it's just combat arenas that's all it is so I suppose you can't really please everyone yeah that's true no you, you never win I think they've just maybe not quite got the balance quite right I mean it's hard to tell where I've played so far but it seems, it seems from the reviews it seems that way yeah so the you never know. Maybe, maybe we'll add a little bit on at some point and give a wee bit more combat. Mm. And so let's turn our heads to Gran Turismo Seven. You have went all out for this, Alex. I, like, have. I have all out. I mean, I've had a good experience with Gran Turismo, but I feel like I feel like you've probably had the ultimate Gran Turismo experience. Yes, do share. So. I mean, yesterday I just tried it out normally, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like, and you probably know this, Craig. Like, I I shat all over Gran Turismo Seven when it came out. I'm not going to hide from that fact. Like, I'm I was like, there with the you. Most, this is the most boring game I've ever played, 
and then oh my god does this transform it like you I've never felt so immersed in a game and obviously you're going to feel more immersed in VR but when so obviously I bought the steering wheel I've bought I've only used the steering wheel on its own so far I haven't built up like the stand and everything but I've used the steering wheel on my desk and the pedal so I'm like I've never used the steering wheel in a car in a racing game before so like learning to use that first with the VR is a little bit much so it didn't go very well but um, <laughs> it felt amazing it, and it was really weird because I played it yesterday just with the controller and I, I noticed everything about the car and it's fine you're looking around you're looking in the mirrors you're checking your mirrors and all that like you mm-hmm. never look in your mirrors in a game you just no. use the thumbstick and look behind you whereas you are actually just turning your head and, and looking in the mirror and then you're, lo- you're watching you're looking right into the corners and you just you really play the game in a completely different way which I didn't think I thought it's just going to be the same just gonna, but not it really changes how you approach it. Um, but when I sat with the steering wheel tonight, it was weird because I suddenly noticed my arms. So you actually felt like you <laughs> you were driving in that car, and you see the driver with her arms holding the steering wheel. I genuinely felt like it was my arms. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, and I've never noticed the arms yesterday at all. Whereas as soon as I was sitting with my hands on the steering wheel, I felt like I was looking at my own arms. It's so strange. Yeah, um, like an out of body experience. Ah, uh-huh. it's like, and then you're looking around, and I'm checking the mirror again, and then I'm trying to do the. I thought, right, I'm not, I'm not quite there to go and try and race or something yet. I thought I'll just do the license and stuff, and just do all the wee challenges. I think build myself up a wee bit because you say first experiences of VR. I don't want to go like in and just go and whiz around the track in like a sports car. Like that's not going to end well. Um, <laughs> so. You know, but even then I'm like, oh, you're supposed to go down that corner, no, straight off, start again, start again, start again. It didn't go very well, but oh my god, it was a great experience. What I would say is, I've I think I've done maybe three races, um, and the comfort sort of settings are absolutely perfect. Like I. in racing games, I can't start see that at the sort of camera angle you're at when you're in VR. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can get that camera angle in the games where you can see like the sort of the dash and you see out the window, or you can put it completely first person. Mm-hmm. I hate both of those camera angles. If I'm playing a racing game, I have to see the full car. Like I, I cannot explain how much I fucking hate those camera <laughs> angles. And people I know that are good at racing games, yourself, Jess, often use those camera angles. Like Castles always uses that camera angle. I hate it. But when you're actually in it, it's fucking awesome mm-hmm. it's yeah. so cool and um i remember playing i think it was drive club in vr in the psvr one and one thing that sort of bothered me was see when you collided with another car it just almost like it was as if you got zapped there was something yeah. about it that just made your whole body just go <clears throat> and it really wasn't nice whereas They've obviously thought about this in Gran Turismo 7 and see when you, supposing you're coming up to a corner and you're like, I can take this fucking guy. You don't feel like a judder when you, if you do bang into someone. It's really smooth. And granted, I've only got, we never played Gran Turismo for that long, so we've only got like nine, ten cars or something like that. So we don't have one that would go mentally fast. But it feels like when you're inside it during the races, that it slows it down a little bit just to make it comfortable enough. Like, it still feels like you're racing. It's not like you're going round in a bloody push bike or something like that, but it, it 
feels I don't know. I was I was worried that I would feel some discomfort. I was worried that I would feel a bit nauseous, but it feels perfect. Yeah, I had no nausea with it at all. Like I've had none at all in any of the games. I've been quite surprised. Like I thought there would have been something at least. Oh, but nah, nothing at all. But it was funny how when it started, I, I turned on Grand Turismo Seven. I'm like, right, how do I get this into VR mode? Because it's all just the I was the exact same. And yeah. you're like, it's like how do I switch it on? And then, like, I'm just going to, I'm in it now, I'm just going to start a race. And then, it, even then, as it's kind of counting you into the race, I don't know in an actual race how it works. But in, like, on the licenses, you know how they, because they're usually like a rolling start. Like, more, That's exactly most stuff in the rolling start in GT7. Yeah. You're a bit like, oh, here we go. And then, like, oh, there And you're just like, oh, my God. Because you, that first, then you're just like, nothing, nothing's going well then, because you're, you're too busy, like, in awe of what's going on around you. And you're like, all oh, right, okay, right, better start that again. But you, I just wasn't quite expecting it to transition. I was the, I was the like exact that. same. I, I sat there on the menus looking for a VR mode. Yeah. And I was like, right, this isn't working clearly. And, I, and then, I'd like you, I just thought, right, I'll go into a race and then maybe I can change a setting. And uh, it was when I went into the race, and at first you see the car, and it's just like a screen in front of you. So you're like, right, I'm in 2D mode here. And then it just transforms out of nowhere. And uh, like you, the, the race I did, it was a rolling star. And I was like, God damn it, because I wanted to look at the inter- how impressive <laughs> the interior of the car was. But I couldn't because I'd had this rolling star, and I was, it was off to the races. Have you tried going into the garage yet? Yeah, I think there's a VR show. Is it a VR showroom VR or something? Showroom. In your... Um, in your garage, so I've gone in and looked in it. Oh boy, it's impressive! Like, yeah, because these cars are detailed enough to begin with to actually go and like look at them in that kind of level of detail and feel like you're sitting in the car. It's just and turn the lights on and off. That's what you <laughs> was doing. Well, it was funny because when I was um, <laughs> see when I was using my Siri really earlier, I was putting the indicators on and off. I'd never yeah. put the indicators on and off in the cars. I've never noticed that before. I hit a button and like, oh, the indicators on. Like, but I'm not going that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went into the garage and I was like, holy shit, that looks real. And then I just started hitting different buttons. And you can, ch- so when you're looking at the cars from the outside or the inside, you can change the time of day. So I think it's like square you press and that changes the time of day so you can see the cars in different light. You press triangle, it puts you inside the car so you can look at the interiors. When you're inside it, you can then turn the lights on and off, which lights up the dashboard. You can put the uh, indicators on. It's it's really fucking impressive. They've went over and above. I know, and the fact that this—I mean, this is a free update. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, for owners of the game, but like, it finally makes Gran Turismo Seven worth playing. Because mm-hmm. I'm like you, Alex. It was born as fuck beforehand. Coming from Forza Horizon Five, which was an absolute joy, it was like someone had went, "How do we take the fun out of this <laughs> <laughs> and release it?" That's that's what Gran Turismo Seven felt like to me. Going round the car like fuck the sorry, going round the course like fucking naughty, and uh, it's a totally different experience in VR. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because it wasn't even like taking the fun out of it. It just it's that whole it's that whole different presentation of Jan- Gran Turismo. It's far more of an enthusiast view, but it wasn't even that. It was just like it didn't even feel fun to play at launch and maybe it was coming off of something like Horizon and trying to go into that and you're just like, but I like a sim racer so it's not like I was expecting it to be like Forza Horizon, but mm. still it just did not sit well with me at all at the time and I remember I was talking about it and I, I still can't can't put my, I can't pinpoint what didn't feel right about the game playing it normally but it feels right now 
Oh, it definitely does, yeah, in VR. I think I said to you before, but I, and I don't know if that, this doesn't even make sense, really, even in my head, without even saying it out loud, but every time I play Gran Turismo 7 in 2D, it looks like one of those racing games on the SNES. It doesn't look like it. It looks amazing, but it's where the car is almost not moving in the middle of the screen, and mm-hmm. it looks like it's the surround, the background that's moving. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, Whereas it, 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 does, it doesn't look like that in Forza. In Forza, it looks like the car's moving and the camera's moving with it, but in Gran Turismo, it just looks like the, the camera's stationary, the car's stationary, and everything's moving round about you. Or to yeah. me, anyway, it does. Almost like you're driving on a treadmill on a green screen. Yes, like, that's exactly yeah. what it looks like, and I don't know how. And it's maybe just a different way they designed it or something, but it's so off-putting. I don't need to worry about that anymore. (laughs) No. Let the peasants deal with that. (laughs) The non-VR players of the world. Oh, goodness me, Dates. What else have we played? What other of your 23 games have you tried, Alex? I've not tried too many yet, so I have played Tetris, as I mentioned. I played... I started Moss. I played about half an hour of Moss earlier. Oh, my God, that wee thing is so cute. He's so like, cute. You just want to pick him up she, and like, she. oh, she's so cute. You know, <laughs> say that, yeah. Um, but it's incredible, isn't it? Uh huh. Because I, I, I didn't know much about it, and then it didn't click to me that it was a storybook, even though I knew the second one was called Book Two. Mm. Never. Um, and then when you just you see her toddle along, and you're like, oh my god, it's like you're so oh, and <laughs> it just feels really nice to play, and it just feels like it's going to be like. A great little game, and I'd imagine the second one just makes it even better. So, yeah, looking forward to playing more of that. So I played a bit of that. I played a bit of Tentacular, which I mentioned. That's really cool. You're basically a big octopus, um, and right. your hands have got like suckers on them, like the bottom of the tentacles, and that's for mm. like picking up things and doing puzzles. So you're on all these wee little kind of puzzle rooms almost, and you need to do like whether it's using whether you need to destroy things, pick up things, throw things, like slingshot things in your... It's just daft, but good. It's a Devolver game. Oh, um, cool. So you know in Devolver it's going to be a little bit different, and it is. It's really good. Um, I love Devolver. They, they don't go for... They don't miss often. No, they don't. I was even... Uh, I, I took a slight PSVR break today to go in on Xbox and get my reward points. <laughs> Uh, Jess is very militant about it now, and I have to get my reward points every day. Oh, she works, she and, wants one of these nice controllers I've I got do. in my hand, don't she? And, uh, <laughs> she does. <laughs> and uh, I had to get an achievement in a Game Pass game, uh, and so I loaded up my friend Pedro. I fucking love that game. It's oh, another Devolver good, one. That is a good game. Yeah. yeah. I need to check it. I need to check Tentacular out then. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. From what I've only played maybe an hour. Right. Um, but. It definitely feels good. Um, and what else have I played? I played a little bit of Zombieland. So it's kind of based on the film. It's like, so it's a Sony Pictures movie, I think, and it's kind of based on the film. So you've got like Woody Harrelson and stuff in it. Um, I don't think just, I've played this one. Is that fun? Uh huh. So it's like you you basically I've only played the kind of introduction in the first couple of levels, but it's like a shooter. So you're basically just need to go through these rooms kill all the zombies it's like a classic arcade light gun game type of thing house of the dead style uh and you're like so you flick down on the right thumbstick and then put your gun down and back up to reload and then you 
going and if you hit them twice quickly in the head it like slows down time and it, it's like and it it just feels good and the whole purpose is complete it as fast as you can leaderboards at the end so it's kind of got a lot going for it for like and it's like what two minutes a level oh so nice it's like quite a fast little thing um seems like a lot of fun but i think that's i think that's all i've played so far oh no and i played dumper dumper was good i haven't played dumper before that felt ah. like a, that felt really nice. Like again, you felt the vastness of that. That one made you feel like you were, a bit like Tetris, just standing in a like mass open space. And I kind of took maybe a bit of time to work out what I was doing. But as soon as you go at it, I'm like, oh, this is cool. So that's yeah, that's it's, a, it's a very cool game. I, so uh, Thumper and uh, Tetris Effect both came from Enhanced, didn't they? They they've had a good start. No, I don't publishing. think publishing. No. Was it not? No, Thumper wasn't in hand. Oh, is it Rez? Sorry, it's Rez, isn't it? Hands, yeah. Ah, that's right. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't installed Thumper or Rez yet. I'm sure I still own them though. I must do because I played them on there. I played well. I maybe actually played Rez on PC. I th- I'm sure I played Thumper on PlayStation though. So I probably, I think it's like a three pound upgrade or something. A three ninety nine upgrade for Thumper, yeah. and I think it was a Days of Play game. That's back right, in the day. yeah. So I think most people probably own it if they had, well, if they knew about it, they'd own it. It wasn't even a PlayStation Plus one; it was one of the Days of Play, so it was for everyone to collect. Um, and I, I think it's eight ninety nine upgrade for Res if you own it. Um, Not bad. Same, again, for te- same for Tetris. Same for Tetris. I don't know how the PS. Plus thing worked, whether you can upload PS Plus version or whether they put the PS Plus version on it, I'm not sure, I've not seen anyone mention it either, because um, obviously it's a PS Plus Extra game, so I don't know how that works, but no Sony, probably not, simply. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, what else have I played? So, I jumped into Moss Book 2 just for 5-10 minutes, just, I've played both. Uh, through on PSVR once, so I just really wanted to see if there was much of an upgrade. There isn't, but don't take that as a negative if you haven't played it because they're both of them are amazing, amazing third-person VR games. They're superb. Um, to be honest, like it was both of those games pushed the graphics on the PSVR one to the max. It does look slightly clearer on PSVR 2, but it is essentially a port with a little bit of haptics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all it needed to be because it's such a fucking good game. It really is, both of them. Um, the only thing that people might notice is that Moss Book 2, in terms of like mechanics, graphics, everything, it's it's not really an upgrade. It's just more. Like, I, I think initially it might have meant to be in DLC, I'm not sure, or like a part two, but it was developed pretty much side by side. Like, they they didn't have time really to sort of bring it forward much, but by the, see, by the time you finish Moss 1, you will want more, and you've got it. So, it's not a bad thing. Um, just I tried... You, sorry, sorry. You I'm just going to say, just when you mentioned the haptics of the little bit of Moss that I did play, it's the first I noticed the haptics in the headset. Because um, it was like a bird or something flew past my head. I'm like, oh, I totally <laughs> turned to the side. That was the first time I really noticed the haptics in the headset, and it was quite cool. Just wait till the update for Creed VR comes out. <laughs> Boom. And we're taking fucking <laughs> sidewinders to the head. 
that'll be fun. Yes. That is actually a good game. That's out next month. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good workout, Creed VR. Oh, yeah. Really good workout. You're absolutely pissing a sweat after about five minutes. Um, I expect that to be quite good. But, uh, yeah, I tried a, a, just about 20 minutes of Resident Evil Village. Just wanted to see kind of graphically what it was like. It was still... It was the very beginning of the game, so I didn't get as far as getting to the mansion or anything like that. I think that'll be the real graphical showcase for it. Um because the the mansion in that game just looks unbelievable, yeah. the reflective surfaces and like the the uh, marble floors and stuff like that. So I haven't got that far, but from what I did play, very impressed. Like it's not just a, it's not just like a they've done the bare minimum and made it VR enabled. They've redone the UI. They've they've really went for it, and it looks really fucking impressive. And um, it's a very good sign for Resident Evil Four VR as well. Which has now been announced that it's going to be a free upgrade to Resident Evil Four. I figured initially it would maybe be a separate game you'd have to pay for, but no, if you buy Resident Evil Four Remake, then you're going to get that as a free upgrade. So that's pretty good. And the last thing I'd played, and it was actually the first thing I played, was Kayak VR Mirage, mm-hmm. which looks fucking beautiful. Like it looks like real water. I was pretty shocked like I, I don't know like I, I knew it was going to be quite a graphical showcase but the game just looks gorgeous like it's so relaxing and just I mean it has to be relaxing because I've, I've never been in a kayak in my life yet <laughs> yet <laughs> but uh, it takes a wee bit of getting used to trying to like because you have to be rowing evenly on each side or you will just fucking start doing donuts. So even if you are going into the water and doing both sides, but if you're doing one side heavier, then you'll just go off. Um, and there's it, races as well. It's not just a, a, a leisurely experience, if you don't want it to be. It will be a leisurely experience for me. Right. I went into a race, and it did not go well. <laughs> I've not tried a race yet. What, what happened was, I went in, tried it, just out in the open, and I was just paddling about, just having fun. And then Jess went on, paddled about better than I did, had some fun. And then she went to load into a race, realised it was time to go and pick up the kids. So she went off to pick up the kids and I went, oh, she's loaded into the race anyway, I'll give it a shot. Fast forward 10 seconds, I'm facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't even turn back round. Everybody else is out of sight. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Uh, aye, it was. It did not go well. I think yeah. much more practice required for me. Yeah. Just get that oar in the water and do a U turn. It's 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 more. See when you or you get to a, when you get to a point where you have to reverse. Like you obviously just put the oar in the water and start like pushing the opposite direction. But it's got that thing where you put it in that side and you go, you do it, and then you're like, no, that's not turning the way I want to. Fuck, that's right. I have to put it in the other side. And then you're, oh my God. Things can go off the rails fast. Yes. But it's good. It's cool. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, looking forward. I'm look- everything I've played so far, I'm looking forward to playing more of. Same. There's not been anything yet that I've been like, aye, that's quite shit. I'm looking forward to actually getting a shot. I know, Craig. Well, you need to. You need to. You need to. You can't hog it all. Well, since we can only charge one charge at a time, we're fucking on like a rota here. It's got a wee whiteboard put up. Uh, <laughs> right, it's my turn now. Then you can have a shot. Then we need to charge. If, only, if, 
if only somebody had a spare charge station going that they didn't need. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on obviously the, the PSVR 2 that you want to make before we move on to the state of play? Where's Astrobot? Well, there is that. Where the fuck is he? It's criminal. It's so bizarre. Yeah. The the thing that the thing that really gets me as well is so I I put a tweet and I mentioned the other day, but there's a YouTuber, uh, Beardo Benjo, who's really good for VR videos. Uh, if you haven't checked out his content, I really recommend it. He's really good. And he does a lot of so there's a community in the PC space where they just take a game and they enable it for VR. And so you would think that would have not great results, but it doesn't. They do. The the turnover rate is really fast and they do great work. I've played Grand Theft Auto V in VR and it was perfect. I've played, I'm trying to think, all the different things. I think I played uh, Doom Eternal VR. Like, they go in and they can just, these models can just do it. So if they can do it, then experienced development teams can do it. Mm -hmm. And so it would not have taken that much to, for instance, make Astro's Playroom VR enabled. Like the Astro's Playroom that came with the system. Yeah. Have a VR update for that. I said earlier on Twitter, have a VR update for Sackboy. That game's totally forgotten. And it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't amazing. But if you VR enabled it, all of a sudden, that's a fucking much better prospect. Yeah. And I feel like they need to do more of this. I mean, all they needed needed was a a DLC for Astro's Playroom because it was the way it was all built. It was kind of built around, like, the the dual sense and the bits and pieces for that. So you're just like, oh, here's another room off of there that you can go into and a wee, a few levels would have done it. They just needed something. Or even if it was an upgrade for a rescue mission. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not, I know games aren't automatically compatible and it's a different hardware and yeah, it'll take a bit of effort, but surely you want one of your mascots on there. And, and like, Astro seems to be the one who is there to introduce hardware. That's kind of what he's become. In yeah, certainly. So, I mean, look how many games are here for launch that were on PSVR One. It's not like it can't be done. Yeah, they've just they've chosen not to. Like, I can only assume that at the moment they are making a new VR Astrobot game, and the plan is that Rescue Mission might be like a pre-order bonus or something. But I think you'd have been better having this at launch, or. Astro's Playroom at launch to build hype for what is coming. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's yeah, so we can't have everything, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so State of Play has returned with its first show of 2023. We got trailers for some anticipated games as well as a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later in the year. The main feature was more than 15 minutes of all new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rocksteady Studios. So, yeah, we'll just kind of quickly talk through in chronological order what, what was what was showcased. So first up, we got Foglands. Looks like an FPS game with a kind of undead gunslinger flavour to it. Um, VR... 2023, they didn't give an exact date, um, but yeah, there's always kind of like combat against skeletons and spiders and stuff like that. I thought it looked cool. It did look cool. 
I don't know who's making it. I didn't see the team behind it, but I, I thought it looked cool. I th- it looked like something I'd quite enjoy playing. It's a bit different. Yeah, and it almost looked to be a card, kind of deck building element or something to it. Yeah, I that was just a it's kind of, but unless that was just, it was just playing with a deck of cards, but it seemed to focus on them a wee bit, a wee bit too much for that. So it'd be interesting to see how all that element of it plays out. Yeah, I wonder if it's going for a similar vibe to what was the game? Is it neon white, neon white, neon white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, with massive success because that game was pretty awesome. So, ah, they could be going for something like that. Maybe looks cool. Anyway, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, then we got Green Hell VR, which is like an open world survival game set in the Amazon rainforest. Um, I think it's based on a PC title, Green Hell. I've not played, but. No, it looks cool. It's got good reviews on PC VR and stuff like that. Uh, again, I quite like the look of this. You into sur- some survival no. in the jungle? No. No, see, survival doesn't really do it for me. Like, I get bored with survival and I don't survive. Like, <laughs> it just kind of defeats purpose. <laughs> they do They do tend to be quite slow to start, is the thing, because you, you spend the first sort of bit, like, trying to almost base build stuff, and stuff like that and yeah. gather so I, they can take a wee while to get into um, I, I remember this game was supposed to be the sort of 2D version of it was like really difficult, like I'm sure there was like a lot behind it saying like it was pretty brutal trying to stay alive but uh, I did read a review saying that the VR version was a bit more forgiving, which I think it kind of needs to be because it is sometimes more difficult to get your bearings and react in VR so I think mm-hmm. they do need to I give you a bit of an allowance. Next up was Synapse. Is that how I pronounce it, do you think? I didn't, I didn't actually hear them say it. Synapse? Yeah, or was it? No, so it's um, a new game from Endreams who made Fract. Looks like a pretty kind of high octane first person shooter with a kind of interesting monochrome sort of art style. And then the your sort of weaponry had some flashes of colour. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. It almost kind of gave you that. Had, Almost arcane vibes to it, to some yeah. extent, when you had all the kind of magic in the hand and whatever, whatever that was. But I thought, yeah, that that definitely was one of the highlights of the VR section. I thought, yeah, that one does look decent. I thought the art style looked really nice and really crisp. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that one. Definitely, the exact note I wrote down was got death loop, death loop slash arcane vibes. It just it, it felt that sort of yeah I definitely got that that sort of style from it and I thought it looked really cool and so Endreams they've made some really good VR stuff in the past like the game Fract was fucking brilliant it was so good it was a bit like this game to be honest actually but much more colourful and um, it just didn't get the it didn't get the, the the sort of credit it deserved because it only came to PSVR as far as I'm sure. It was like a exclusive, but it only came out in like 20... end of 2020 or beginning of 2021. And so at that point, there wasn't a lot of people left playing PSVR. And yeah. so it sort of came out and was just completely forgotten about. But it was fucking brilliant. Like really, really good. Uh, and so I've got full confidence like this will definitely be a game to, to watch out for. Yeah. We also saw Journey to Foundation, which is a kind of science fiction based um, kind of space adventure looking game. I think it's it's based on a series of books. 
Um, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't really feeling this one. Not yeah, I quite like. I, I quite like to look at this one, but um, I think more it, it kind of gave me almost telltale vibes, like that kind of story, story driven element. I actually thought when I first seen it, do you know how is it telltale of bringing out the expanse in the summer? And I thought is that coming? Oh yeah. Initially, I thought oh no, it's not. And then because I've watched some of Foundation on Apple TV, um, so there is a TV series of it on Apple TV. Oh no. Um, so yeah, this one. This one has my interest. I do like that kind of narrative type story. So see how it plays out. Could be one to watch that. Yeah. And then lastly for VR we saw Before Your Eyes. Um I think it's a kind of another narrative story. Um and it got dated for tenth of March as well, so not long for that one. I don't even remember this one now. Before your eyes. Is it like a was it a fox telling a story or something? Was yeah. it a fox yeah. that was looking at anyway? It's, oh, like right. it's the one you kinda of blink and it changes, isn't it? Um so this was one that was already on my list. I had I think it's been I was hoping this was going to be an actual launch title, but it's one to look forward to in March. So I think this looks really good. Um it just seems quite interesting again, a novel take and how to play it through that. I think you trapped I think time travels when you blink or Something like that. It kind of takes you into either into the future or into the past. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but yes, looks good. Well, 10th of March, I mean, it's only just over two weeks away. Um, I mean, that's plenty of time to play all the other games I need to play, so. (laughs) Ah, there you go. You've got to get your skates on. See, see, to be honest, like, I mean, although we've had like a, a good sort of launch lineup. there's still, there's a lot of good stuff coming in March. We've got that, we've got both the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners mm-hmm. games, uh, Switchback, VR. Yeah. They're, they're all coming within the next five weeks. And then Creed's, what, April? Is it April? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, it it's, it's, looks like it's going to keep rolling. This is what they need, they need to keep the momentum going um, and have a steady stream of releases. And I mean, maybe that is part of their thinking that they do still have quite a decent library of VR games that people are like wanting brought over. So, I mean, maybe when it comes to July or August, and they do have like a little bit of a drought, they could be like, "Here's Astrobot, here's Blood and Truth, super yeah. hot." They've got yeah, a lot of there's a lot of things that you. I mean, Beat Saber's supposed to be coming soon. I don't have a date yet. I, d- I don't think it's been dated. They've just announced. Because it yeah. was quite a wee while ago, I think they announced it was coming, but they've never said when. I thought that was one of the things we might have seen tonight. Um, yeah, you've got to assume that will come quite soon. I don't think that will take much messing with to make it PSVR 2 enabled. Like, it should be fine. It's on everything, so um, it should be a pretty straightforward quest port, I would imagine. And then we've got Walkabout Mini Golf coming soon, so there's, there's a lot coming. Um, you've uh, got me sold a- on that one. That's oh, I can't wait. Su- Honestly, we'll, we'll need to get a big multiplayer game going. It's so good. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, so that was all for the kind of VR stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we got a bunch more trailers and announcements. So I wrote um, obligatory Destiny 2 Lightfall trailer in my notes. Um, yeah, so Destiny 2's latest expansion, Lightfall's just, I think it's next week, 28th February. So um, they, they shared a launch trailer for that expansion. Destiny people are excited. Yeah. yeah. It looks really colourful. That's as nice a thing I can say about it. Every time I see stuff for it, I'm like, aye, that looks cool. 
and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm, it's too far down the line now. You know what I mean? I just the thought of getting into Destiny this far down the line. I'm just not. I can't. I couldn't face it. Yeah, just missed the boat in this one. Yeah. Then we saw Chia, which was dated for March 21st, I think. Actually, that was already dated, but um, it's a day, day one release um, with PS Plus Extra. Um, I got kind of Mo- Moana vibes from this one. Like I think we, we the, there was a trailer. I can't even remember when we saw it. Maybe the last state of play? Yeah, no, I think, it, I think it was a long time ago. I think it mm. was one of the early ones last year, if not. Or Summer before. Games Fest or something? No? Or has mm. it been that long? Uh, it was a state of play. It was definitely a state of play, but I think it was quite a while ago. Because yeah. I remember it seeming really strange. Because isn't it like she a spirit enters the animals or something? She yeah, like, takes like over. A, yeah. An exploration game of sorts. But yeah, I think it looks cool. It's definitely one I'm going to try out. Ah, it seems yep. like a chess game. Yep. yep. Nice to yeah. see a so that's the second day one release into PS. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good to see. Uh, they've been they've been very sparse with them, and obviously stray. Like ended up in a banger, so hopefully, hmm. I don't know. Hopefully, they're they're picking their moments well, and it turns out that it's a really good game. It looks cool. I know. I went onto the fantasy credit league to maybe try and sweep it up, but Chris Portwell, she's already got it. Oh so. dear. <laughs> Bump. Um, He's got every fucking game. <laughs> Even on his, I'll take a Last of Us four, and I'll just <laughs> drop it later on if it if it do, if it doesn't come out this year. Just change the rules, Craig. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> The game is afoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, then next up we got to look at next month's PS Plus games. So they added a bunch of stuff. Battlefield 2042, Code Vein, Ghostwire Tokyo. Lots more. I'm not going to name them all. You can go check them out. Minecraft Dungeons. They did add that, yes. Is like coming it, to PS Plus. It's a good game. It is, but it's, it's an interesting choice. Considering the back and forth with Sony and Microsoft just now. Aye, let's not get into that. No. No, but it's just, <laughs> you, you just wonder, like, I mean, it's handbags at dawn in, in public. And then how did that conversation go? Was Big Jim on the phone been like, needing a third for uh, next month's PlayStation Plus, <laughs> Phil? And uh, I was thinking, uh, Phil... Well, can I call you Phil? Uh, I was thinking, <laughs> Phil, uh, I've always liked you, and um, Minecraft's quite big. I mean, what the fuck is going on? It just seems it's so weird. I think it went, um, if, if we let you now the least Ghostwire Tokyo on the Game Pass, can we have can we have Minecraft Dungeons and Ghostwire Tokyo on the PS Plus, thanks. <laughs> yeah, possibly. And then Shinji Mikami threw his toys out the pram and walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> right, enough. Um, yeah, we spoke about Texture's Effect and the next um, game from the developer, Humanity, is finally being shown off. Um, it's coming out in May 2023, but as it sort of leaked earlier in the day, there's a demo on the PS Store starting from now, um, and it'll include optional support for PSVR 2 and PSVR. I did not realise this was from the folk that made Texture's Effect. No, me neither. It's, but as soon as I heard in hands, I'm like, okay, I'm having that one. It looks bizarre. It does, um, and it look, but if you look at some of their other, like if you look at Res, like off the bat, it's quite bizarre when you actually think about it. So there was like some Res, you, you get vibes from the other games in there. It just seems really strange. Um, it, it almost had a kind of Lemmings vibe to an extent. 
exactly what I was going to say. It felt like a modern Lemmings. Yeah. But you know it'll be an experience. You know that's what they always deliver. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to checking it out. And there's a limit. It's it, they they use the term limited time demo. So I don't know if that means like it's the demo is only on like accessible for the next five days, or does it mean you can play twenty minutes and then fuck off? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I know I'm going to jump on that tomorrow and have a look. I'm not catching me out with a limited time. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I'm off tomorrow. Oh, I know you are, yes. Oh. <laughs> we got a release date for Goodbye Volcano High, the visual novel coming to PS4 and PS5. And it will launch on June 15th. Are you going to indulge this one, Craig? Maybe. Maybe. You do like a visual novel. I do like a visual <laughs> novel. Um, I just don't know about the... Is it, how do you say it? It's anamorphic characters. Mm. Not so sure about that, but yeah, no, I think I will. I think I'll probably check it out. What's your thoughts on it, Alex? I thought it looked quite cool. This hadn't really been on my radar, and I was watching it, and it kind of gave me vibes of oh, what was that one that was all about the music band? That was a place. Music band. It was the one that was recently like the different chapters all based in a song. We are OFK. You are OFK. We are OFK. Oh, I never played that. I, yeah, I, I remember so, you were playing it though. Is it quite oh, good? It's good. I liked it. Um, it kind of, to a certain extent, gave me vibes of that. Just more as it seems like some of the kind of some of it felt music based. Um, and I thought that looked pretty. It definitely wasn't in my radar before, but I'll keep an eye on it now. It, it did enough to get me interested. Yeah, I, I could go either way for me, but I'll, I'll keep an eye on reviews. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this one. I think it was Naruto Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Chronicles. It's, it's fine, you can just pass it. Yeah. Aye, that sounds utter In bollocks. bracket, I wrote anime turn-based looking shite. <laughs> some time might like. Aye, and uh, you have actually wrote anime turn-based shite. That's, that's a fair reflection of what we saw. I, I think that's accurate. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 launches on the 31st of August. I can't even remember this one. I've got no interest in Baldur's Gate, but um, again, they do they do quite well those games, don't they? Thanks. So. It's, it's never been my sort of thing. Nah, I mean hard either. pass. This is when the show started to take a massive yeah, dip for me. Yeah, like why? So next up was an online multiplayer game called Wayfinder. Which... Oh, and the most boring release yeah. demo trailer, whatever. You, like the guy was so. I was like, he couldn't have sounded more excited if he tried, could he? Yeah, but I'm I'm sure this game was at like Summer Game Fest or something like that, and it like it brought the whole show down. Like I think there'd been <laughs> something good before it, and then I'm sure one of these bastards come on, and it was like, oh my god, it was just such a fucking mood killer. Yeah, there is a beta coming February twenty eighth. Should you wish to enjoy Woo-hoo. that, I should not. <laughs> uh, then we had Street Fighter, so. Zangief, Lily and Kami have all been announced for Street Fighter 6. Each character got a little brief gameplay showcase displaying their unique fighting styles. Are you a fighting game fan, Alex? No, but um, day one for this. Oh, you got to play a bit of it, didn't you? I've played it, yeah. Um, it's incredible. Like, it is... It's, I'm not, as I say, I'm not a fighting game fan. I'm rubbish at them, but... See, when you... That trailer did... Does this no justice for how good this game looks? And I mean, I played it in, what was that, October? 
EGX, uh, and it looked amazing then. To the time they've had to spend on it since then, um, and just playing it feels so good, so fluid. Um, a big, big step up, and they've added in commentary, and the commentary's brilliant. It really it elevates the game to a new level. Like you totally engage in it more, listening, like having that kind of as reacting to what you're doing. It's not just like your kind of standard commentary. It's properly like reactive to how you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And it, I I would highly, highly recommend this game from what I've played of it, and I think it just looks better and better every time you see it. And I never yeah. thought I'd see the day that I'd be saying I'm day one in a Street Fighter game. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I genuinely don't play, or generally don't play any beat-em-ups, really. Like, it's it's not really my thing. But I was saying, like, I know that it's been quite divisive with, like, the Street Fighter community. Like, a lot of them are not happy with the art style and the the graphics. But I, when I looked at it tonight, I was like, that looks fucking brilliant. It just looks so nice. And, like, I mean, the thing is, like, you've got a lot of people that are, like, diehard Street Fighter fans and they're kind of moaning about it, but they're going to be there day one regardless. And what they're trying to do, perhaps with this art style and with this sort of look, is bring in new people. And there's two of us right here that are going, I'm definitely in, and who wouldn't be before. So it seems like they've maybe got a winning formula with it. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I think this will do well. I think this could be one of those games that reviews really highly and the people are talking about at the end of the year. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Mm. Definitely. Yep, and as you mentioned earlier, Craig, there was a Resident Evil 4 trailer and it said special demo coming soon. What do you, I wonder what they mean by... It just... I mean, they're, they're Japanese, so... It might mean nothing, but the fact that they said special demo. Do you remember, didn't they, with, um, with Resident Evil Village, they released a, like, a limit, like an exclusive PlayStation demo? Yeah. Like, um, so maybe, maybe it's something a bit like that. But who knows? Yeah. Like, part of me was, at one point, was like, oh, I wonder if the demo can also be played in VR since it's coming to the PSVR 2 but then I was like surely they would have said that at a mm. showcase that was heavily featuring VR You'd if it so. was aye, so it probably isn't that and it probably is just they are quite happy with this demo and so they've called it special and it's like a language thing but I don't know to us when they say special I'm like right so it's not just a normal demo what's going on but it probably will be but yeah I mean this game's only what a month away is it end of March it's coming out? March 24th, I think. I don't have it written down. Yeah, I should, think it, it's roughly it. that. Yeah. So yeah, this demo's going to have to be probably in the next week or two, I would imagine. So look, at, I'm definitely looking forward to that. The quality of Resident Evil 3 remake was awesome. It's, Resident Evil 2 is still possibly the best remake I've ever played. The quality in that was unbelievable. So yeah, get this out and then get to work on Code Veronica and then a proper remake of the first one would be amazing. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure they'll listen in and take note of what you've just said. They're big fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and yeah, the show ranged out with the kind of main feature, which was lots of gameplay from Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League, um, and then we got a bit from the studios as well. Um, I, the gameplay looked rapid. It did. 
What I, I only I sort of dipped in quickly to the Discord and the the reaction to this game seemed highly negative from the people in the chat. What was your thought on it? Were you part of that? Oh, I thought it looked worse than Gotham Knights. Oh. Like, um, maybe it's just because it really feels like team shooter based. Uh, mm-hmm. Just no, it's not what I want. This is not what I want from Rocksteady. And I think that's it. When you those games that they made are so beloved, and you're a bit like, why are you now doing this? We don't want a shooter. When, why would we want a shoot? It's not even like in the Batman film, like universe. Like there's that bigger focus on guns. Yeah. Like, like it's all kind of brawler type combat or like something. It did look good in terms of when you were saying they were bringing in all the kind of cast and like all the characters and stuff in it and that world building seemed pretty good and the narrative in it could be decent but in terms of the gameplay it just totally turned me off I'm like I don't want to play a shooter like this I'd quite like to probably play the game for the story but this is not the game that I want to play Um, and that seemed to be the kind of general consensus everyone was a little bit like nah this isn't what we want yeah there was something about it that I quite liked like I, I totally agree um, the this the co-op angle concerns me. I know they've said, "Oh, you can play the whole thing yourself," but I don't know. Like, in fairness to me, I played when I played Gotham Knights. I was more worried about that than I was about this, and it turned out that you could completely play it solo, um, and just basically ignore anything about combat. Uh, sorry, about co-op. And I'm hoping it's the case with this. But yeah, like with Gotham Knights, they still had... I mean, it was a different take on Ar- Arkham Combat, but it was still that, like you say, like sort of melee combat, and this does seem quite focused on guns. Um, I thought Harley Quinn's combat looked pretty good. She had some, some kind of cool melee stuff, but I don't know. I still have pretty high faith in Rocksteady to deliver. Like, it's a long time. I'm trying to th- I'd kind of think back to when they made a game that wasn't a really highly rated game, so hopefully they know what they're doing, but yeah, it does feel like one that could go either way. I mean, I, I think it could potentially still rate highly, it's just, I think that whole, I, I'm not, there's not many games of guns I'll play, like it's not, mm. it's just not my type of thing at all, so that's probably where my disappointment comes from, That, but it might still do well. Yeah, not, I, to be honest, I think it probably will do well, but I, it's, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be for me, like the I don't particularly like superheroes. I watched the Justice League film that everyone told me was fucking great, and I was like, <laughs> guy's a fucking shark, man. What do you want me to do? I can't get into this. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not convinced it'll be for me. I mean, I, I would personally just want another Batman game, but I realise that they sort of feel like they can't just keep doing more Batman games. But... I think it's been that long now that they certainly could. They probably just thought that Justice League was going to come out a lot sooner. I mean, they've been working on it for like fucking eight years now. And so if they knew that their next game was going to take eight years, they probably would have just made that a Batman game. But um, yeah. but aye. Aye, it's, it's hard to know how it's going to go. Hopefully well for my Fantasy Critic League. Needing some Here's... points on the board. Yeah, well, I think... I don't think you might get as many points as you'd hoped for with that one. I can't see it setting the world alight. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not losing hope yet. 
I've still got points to claw back on Hogwarts as well. That's going to plummet. Uh, well, that's the thing. Wonder Brothers will not care how well this does now, given how much money they're making off Hogwarts. So. Aye, 12 million sold in two weeks. That's crazy. Bad. The power of a boycott. I know. And then someone was saying earlier that they've already greenlit a fucking TV show. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That was quick. Yeah. I suppose these days when you see, when you've got a hit in your hands, you just strike while the iron's hot. Yep. You, you just, they'll cash in on anything that they can. And, you, and the way it is just now that all these TV production companies will buy anything they can to make as well. So, see how that goes. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, that was that was all for the state of play. Overall thoughts on the the show. Front heavy. Mm. But then uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like we were in a mode where we've just got a new VR headset <laughs> and we want to see what's coming next for VR. So I don't know. Bar them showing off Wolverine or Spider Man or something, I feel like I would have been like I don't know more interested in the first half of it because yeah. that's what I'm in the mood for I want to know what's coming next for the new headset that we've just dropped half a grand on <laughs> yeah. it almost felt like I don't know if it it just felt full of filler like there was a whole lot of shit in there in the middle that nobody gave a shit about like it didn't need to be there and we didn't need it anywhere near as long on Suicide Squad because I felt like even when they introduced it and showed the trailer they told you all the same things that the devs then came and spoke about so you could have cut that up a lot better rather than basically doing the same thing twice yeah it just it did feel like I like they were treading water with it and then that fucking turn based virgin game that was dreadful (laughs) (laughs) and on that note (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah thanks Alex for coming on and, and joining us in this little bonus episode um, and yeah hope you continue to enjoy your, your PSVR too me too, thank you very much for having me guys, it's nice as always no problem, do you want to uh, do your plugs again in case anyone yeah. for some reason didn't listen to the beginning that's listened to the end <laughs> Yeah, so we're recording episode two of Crossbutton VR this weekend, so we hear a lot more about our first impressions of the headset and the game, so look out for that probably Monday or Tuesday that should come out. Um, just search for Crossbutton VR on your podcast app of choice. Cool. And as always, for more things Pure Dead Gaming, you can head over to puredeadgaming.com for all the latest there as well. And yeah, thanks again, and we will join you. We'll see you in our next episode. Fan Dabadozi. Goodbye.